I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. Yeah, what is happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. My name is Rudy Povich. This podcast you can find on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Stitcher. And every day, 9.45 a.m., live on Instagram. It's just at Rudy underscore Povich. A couple of quick things to get to. First off, merchandise. Sold a bit more over the last week, so thank you guys for picking some up. You can find it at RudyPovich.com. My mug, as you can see, bring it in there. Dude, get your own A Long Walk to Cleveland mug? Jesus. Coffee's just a little bit sweeter in the morning. What's up, Naughty Tree? Nice to see you. Hi, Kirsty. What's up, Mira? Hi, Amanda. Kim, nice to see you, everybody. Uh, also, coming up this Friday, if you're going to be in Duluth, I will be at Ficker's Brewing Complex, third floor of their comedy lounge, along with Maggie Ferris, uh, Ellie Hino, and Maxwell Chapman. Four of us going to be up there. Uh, I believe the show starts at 7. I think you can get your tickets online. Uh, I posted a link about it yesterday, but we'll uh, definitely throw one out once more. I'll be up there Friday afternoon, then staying for my cousin's wedding reception on Saturday. And then October 22nd, Roseville. Going to be over at the Hogs Breath along with Tommy Thompson, one of the funniest guys in town. I love that guy. God damn, I've known that dude for so long. And the fact that uh, we are uh, finally doing some shows together. It's a blast. I dig that guy. Mel says, happy belated 41st birthday, Rudy. Thank you very much. But you obviously have screwed up because I am only 27. So uh, news started spreading yesterday. People started kind of going bananas about it. And very understandably, the passing of Norm MacDonald, where I've always dug Norm. I loved him. But Norm is one of these guys that when he died and you read the news yesterday, you were like, I should have loved him more. Because everybody knows he's brilliant. Everybody knows that he is, you know, at least on the top, on the Mount Rushmore's of best comedians, he's hands down. He's got to be right. And as I was listening to some people talk about him earlier this morning, uh, there was one guy who made a comment that was like, he would just show up and crush a special. And he wouldn't see him for another four years. He wouldn't do interviews. He wouldn't do tapings. He wouldn't do, you know, he wouldn't go out and do mics. He wouldn't be at the comedy store. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't do any of that shit. And then one day Netflix would be like, hey, so there's a new Norm MacDonald special. And then you'd watch it and it was the funniest goddamn thing you'd ever seen. And there's so much you can go back and find. And yesterday I had, uh, I had forgotten about this bit. And a comedian by the name of Dean Del Rey had posted this video earlier uh, after the announcement was made. And it's one of my favorites. And I had forgotten that this bit had existed, but I don't know. I figured we'd listen to about, I don't know, three, four minutes. Later. Now, listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? I always watch the news. And I'll tell you something about the news. I don't understand it. The newsman will come on and he'll go, he'll go, good evening, everybody. This is the. Now, here's the thing about Norm MacDonald that's not a joke. And yet, very funny. People, you heard the laughter in the room. That's how good Norm was. You don't even need punchlines. I mean, there was one setup that he did where it was the punchline and the setup, and it's in the same breath, where he said, Julia Roberts filed divorce from Lyle Lovett today because she realized she's Julia Roberts. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> All right, let's go back to the clip. The newsman, whatever he says, he's not going to say it. <laughs> and he goes... 
Our top story tonight, a lady has vanished. <laughs> That's the story. And then he goes, let's go outside where there's another guy. So then they cut to outside. <laughs> then there's a guy outside and he's like, hey, listen, how's it going inside? We're outside, and uh, we found out about this lady that vanished. Her name was Janice, and uh, they found her car here in the Taco Bell parking lot. And uh, don't worry about the car. It's fine. But uh, <laughs> you can't find hiding her hair of the lady. Well, back to you. <laughs> so then you're watching. You go, well, I don't give a on account. I never knew Janice in the first place. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm kind of happy it's Janice and not somebody I know. <laughs> but then what they do is they start telling you about Janice, you know? And they go, hey, we got found out some cool things about Janice. And you're like, no, that's cool. I don't want to hear it. They go, no, no, you want to hear it. <laughs> they can't help themselves. So they go, let's go back to Bill. He's, uh, he's uh, still outside. And uh, how's it going, Bill? And Bill's like, it's all right. It's no inside, but it's cool. And uh, anyways, we found out about Janice. Turns out she's a good lady. And uh, we found some friends of hers, and here they are. And then sure enough, they show a lady, and it says, friend of Janice. And uh, she says, I'll tell you something about Janice. You want to hear about Janice? Janice is a type of lady that you could always turn to. You know, you ever want to turn to somebody? Like, if you got a problem or something, and you, you, know, you feel like you want to turn, you ever do that? Or maybe your neck just hurts and you want to anyways. The point of it is that once you had swiveled your head over this way, the person you'd most want to see in your eyeline would be Janice. And then they have Jan, another friend of Janice that wasn't the first one. And she'd go, oh, I'll tell you, Janice, oh, my God. She was the type of lady that she could walk into a room and light up the whole room, you know? And she didn't have a light or nothing like that. She would just somehow, through sheer tyranny of will, she could somehow illuminate a room. I don't know. And that'd be Janice's third friend lady that's not one of the earlier two. And then she goes, I'll tell you about Janice. Is that who you're asking about, Janice? Janice is the type of lady that you could be talking to your best friend in the whole world, and then Janice come in and you go, F you, I'm talking to Janice. Because <laughs> Janice is better than you. Come on, let's face it. She's better than all of us. So anyways, then you're at home, and you start liking Janice, you know what I mean? You start getting invested in her, you go, God damn, that Janice is cool lady. I would, I would like to meet her one day. That would be a lot of I forgot she vanished. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll cut it off there. He had that ability to not write any sort of jokes and just make you laugh. It was that good. Ah, oh, it was that good. Like I think about uh, uh, some people that I know in my own personal life, like Maggie Ferris has that ability where she will not write a, it, she, it's just her telling the story and you are fucking dying laughing. And like great angles and great timing. And, you know, I mean, if you think about it, this is a very macabre subject. Somebody kidnapped a lady. Somebody, they're, they're doing a report about a lady who is missing. And you are laughing hysterically. That's how good Norm MacDonald was.
oh my God, I'm putting together a, um, a tribute video for uh, for a client today for Norm MacDonald and going through and just watching this guy. I mean, just so fast, so, fu- you know, somebody had made the comment and uh, I'm going to put it in the video I'm producing today. But uh, the comment was uh, Norm had the career that he wanted and not the career that we wanted for Norm, which is true because we would have loved him in everything. We'd want him on, you know, match game. We'd want him on celebrity squares. We'd want all that stuff. Uh, Jamie, I loved his roast of Bob Saget so much. Oh my God. Oh, Oh, you know what? Since we're here and we're already talking about Norm, let's, let's see if we can find that. Um, when Norm was on that, speaking of that show though, he also did, um, he also said one of the funniest things I've ever read on Twitter. And if you know anything about sports, there's a foundation called the Jimmy V Foundation. And during the ESPYs, they always give out the Jimmy V Award. And at the Jimmy V Award, they the Jimmy V Award is always, um, uh, what do you want to say? It's, uh, it, it's basically an award that is given out to anybody who has overcome any sort of hardship who is in sports. Like the year that Norm tweeted this out was the recipient of the Jimmy V award was basically somebody who was a former NFL lineman who broke his neck and was on the road to recovery. And during that time, I think like his mom had like died of cancer. So I can't remember the whole story, but it's super traumatic. It's abs. I mean, it's so traumatic. And when <laughs> the tweet was, sorry, I'm also looking this up at the same time. Uh, the tweet was, I don't know what the Jimmy V award is, but it must suck to win one. And I goddamn laughed so hard because you can read that and go, well, he's making fun of people. No, 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 no. He's making fun of, um, you know, the fact that you have to overcome so much adversity to be able to win one of these things is what he's making fun of. Not the person that this tragedy has happened to. I think Stuart Scott was the last person to, uh, to win it. But, oh, my God, it was so good. Oh, let's see. I think this might be it. Uh, here's the, I'm going to complain about this for a second. They put these goddamn headlines on all of the, you know, oh, Norm McDonald roast Bob Saget. And then you open it up and it's like Seth Rogen, John Stewart, Whitney Cummings. Remember Norm McDonald? We lost a comedy giant today. Nowhere in the goddamn article do they post anything about Bob Saget. And you're like, well, that's the video I'm looking for, man. I think Comedy Central might have like a lockdown on some of this stuff. It's really hard to find some of this because I looked for a long time to be able to find the clip of Gilbert Godfrey roasting Bob Saget when he just kept screaming out over and over again, Bob Saget raped and killed a girl in 1979. Like it was, God damn, it was so funny. And let's see, Bob Saget's roast remembered as one of the most brilliant pieces of comedy ever. Well then show it. Why do you not show it? That's if that's what we're looking for, why do they why do they always have to do this? And that drives me nuts. That's the and I was actually going to complain about this in just a moment, but let's keep remembering Norm Macdonald. Uh, you know, dirty work. Oh, dirty work. God damn it, dirty work is just it's one of the most brilliant pieces that gets no love. Between him and Artie Lang, when Artie Lang was off drugs and like putting it all together, I mean, you couldn't find two funnier people. That were that duo of 
Norm MacDonald and Artie Lang. And there must have been some sort of, you know, something that happened where Norm probably stepped away from Artie and was like, dude, I can't. I can't do it anymore. There's no way. Oh, Jamie says you put it on my Facebook yesterday. You did? Mm, the plot thickens. All right, we'll take a look for it. Uh, between that and just Billy Madison and all the stuff that this guy did, you sort of forget that uh, there's a there's a there's a home where Bob used to live, and Bob that where Norm used to live, and he is easily uh, being missed by the people around him. And it would suck that, uh, Jamie, I am not finding it anywhere as I am searching. Did I not? No, 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 you see, no, no, son of a bitch. I don't know, I'll keep searching for it. But uh, yeah, there's a home filled with people where Norm used to live that are all, you know, mourning. And I can't imagine what they would be going through because if you got, just the small amount we got to see of him, you know, what he allowed to go out on television, what he allowed to be put in print. Uh, could you imagine being around that all day? I mean, Jesus, man, what a juggernaut. So there's a couple of, uh, you know, really big, when you look back on them, you go, oh, I wish I would have, I wish I would have cared a little bit more about Norm MacDonald. Because even though, like, I knew he was hilarious, you know, I, yeah, you'd see him, I'd be like, okay, it's funny. And it's great. And everybody loves him. But, wasn't like a guy in, in hindsight, you look back and go, yeah, man, I probably should have watched more of his specials, you know, been a part of, yeah, he did a thing on Jay Leno's garage, I think, where like Jay was like trying to like get him out in like a Duesenberg or something because the guy famously just didn't drive. Like you could not find him anywhere. He wouldn't, he didn't give out his phone number. He didn't like to answer phones. He was very recluse and then would just pop out and do a Netflix. And you're like, how did he work out all this material? How? I had a friend of mine who had seen him who said like they saw him at the comedy store and he got up and did uh, 12 minutes on apples just off the top of his head and crushed it. Some lady was eating an apple in like the front row and he just like riffed for, could, could you, ah, it's hard enough to sit and like sculpt jokes and put them all together. I mean, over a six month period and then try to present that shit to people. And the fact that he could just see somebody in the audience and then just do 12 brilliant minutes on a lady eating an apple. I don't know, man. That is uh that's a tough one. Probably never, you know, it sucks, but more than likely y- you might not ever see that ever again. Okay. So I don't know. It's a big miss yesterday. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jamie man, when he was uh, on comedian and cars with getting coffee, it was clear he was healthier going downhill, but he was still freaking sharp and witty and hilarious. There's a great clip of him on Conan O'Brien where he is the he's the first guest and then they bring out some actors I don't remember her name but she was she was um, in a movie with Carrot Top that she was promoting and Norm's just kind of ribbing her and she's dying laughing the whole time because he doesn't give a shit and he's kind of making fun of Carrot Top and right at the end Conan O'Brien says alright make sure you go see you know Carrot Top's new movie Chairman of the Board and Norm, like, interjects real quick. He goes, uh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, is board spelled B-O-R-E-D? Huge laugh. Massive laugh. And, ah, man. It's sad. Like, you look back and, you know, everybody is basically, for the most part, a fair to midland comedian. Most just have motors. 
Most just like get up and outwork everybody. You out hustle everybody. And you can be a good comedian if you hustle. If you really work at it, you can be good. But then there's guys like Norm that just show up and just crush it. Don't work at it. There was a guy from Minneapolis. His name was Brooks Robinson. And Brooks was a uh, Brooks was a kid. Remember, this was like, I don't know, a decade and a half ago. But Brooks basically, the Acme Comedy Contest was almost impossible to win. Because com- there was so many great comics. That, you know, there was like the Mary Max of the world were coming up at the time. And it was really hard to be able to win that contest. And I got fucking obliterated in that contest. I made a huge ass of myself on stage at Acme. And, ugh, it was awful. And I, ugh, <sighs> I still think about it, man. That's, I don't know if I told you guys a story, but that's the one where comedian Andy Kindler walked past me and just, like, shrugged his shoulders like, fuck, I don't know what to tell you, kid. You sucked. So, um, <laughs> but uh, it was almost impossible to win. And uh, where the hell was I going with this? Something. Oh, oh, yeah, Brooks Robinson. So Brooks Robinson basically just, like, gets up on stage had never done comedy before, ever, never, had never done it. And his first three times were the, like, the quarterfinals of the comedy contest, the semifinals of the comedy contest, and then winning the comedy contest. Imagine that, the first three times you're ever on stage, you win one of the biggest contests in throughout the country when it comes to comedy. And it was fucking so funny. And he didn't realize it. He didn't know like what he was saying was that funny. He just thought like, I don't get it. Like I'm saying stupid shit and you guys are dying laughing at it. Like this is, he didn't realize how hard it is. So when Brooks, like in a six month time, went from a dude who just like signed up for an open mic to being hired by Acme, which is like, I mean, fuck, that's a year's process to being this kid that was just like, he was this phenom. And then after like three years, he's like, fuck it, I'm out. I don't give a shit. And he just walked away from it. And you're like, are you, what? Dude. You don't realize the gift that you have. And there's guys out there. Most, like I said, most people are fair to Midland. Most people are just, the, the only reason why you see them is because they just have motors. They wake up before everybody else and they just fucking out hustle everybody. And, and during the process of it, they do get funny. But to watch guys like that, just sort of throw it away. You know, that was a, the analogy I heard earlier is that uh, he had the career he wanted, but not the one we wanted for him. And I'm like, I 1000% agree. All right, let's move on because uh, it's kind of turned into, Jesus Christ, we just had 25 minutes on Norm MacDonald. And nowhere near, anywhere as funny as what Norm MacDonald could have uh, thrown out. Uh, Jamie, I still cringe when I think about my open mic at Acme. Ha ha ha. Yeah, and it's brutal, man. Here's the thing you got to remember about that stuff is everybody forgets it. I mean, unless you like, you know, whip your dick out on stage or like light the place on fire, no one will remember you. We've all seen bad comedians. And there's a couple that stand out in my mind, but even for the most part, it's like, whatever, dude, no big deal. And I'm sure I've probably had sets where people are like, God, I will never forget how bad that was. But you're not as special as what you think you are. And most people just forget about you. And that's it. They just, they saw the act, they didn't like it, they moved on. You know, if you were mediocre, you're just forgettable. You're, you'll always just be forgettable until you're not. So, um, Jamie, but I haven't forgotten. Yeah, I know. You know, but that, but that's where character building jumps in. Is that if you can kind of get past those things, you know, and you know, use it as motivation to be like, well, I never want that to happen again. I screwed something up about uh, about three months ago in front of a comedian that I really, really 
admire. And uh, I walked out of there that night and went, all right, we'll never do that again. You will never, ever, ever be ill-prepared ever again. And it, it, I haven't. Completely 1,000%. Every night since that night happened, every time I've gotten out on stage, uh, there is a uh, there's a malleable plan. And what I mean by a malleable plan is uh, I know exactly where this is going, but don't be afraid to veer off if something else is very funny. You know? Like, move on with it. Get the other way. Because there's sometimes it's too rigid, and you can't have that either. You know? So, anyway, Jesus Christ. Talk about t- See what I mean? Fluid. All right. So, do you guys see this TikTok video that came out the other day? This is one of the reasons everybody asked me, so why is it that you were a Vikings fan and then you became a Green Bay Packers fan? 1,000% it's because of dipshits like this, this uh, viral TikTok video, which is so, it's mediocre at best. It's like a middle-aged lady from St. Cloud, the fucking, you know, with a $30 haircut and a fucking spray tan, screaming about the Vikings. Here's the, here's the audio. I'll start. Oh, yeah, again. <laughs> you know, Christ almighty. Boy, do we look like a bunch of bumbling idiots. <laughs> oh, they let them run it. They let them catch it. They... Are they not supposed to do that? No, they're supposed to be blocking them and having some coverage out there. And they just stand there and, oh, we caught it. I will be a son of a bitch. That's gotta be 40 times. Wow. He is the biggest asshole in the world. (laughs) The refs are blind. That's what I think. Jesus Christ. All right. So we get it, lady. We get it. I watched that video and I don't know, Fox 9 put it on their their uh, website, their Facebook. I don't know. I, I watched this video and the thing that fucking drives me batty about all of it, not the fact that there's just some like, you know, fucking trailer trash lady in the middle of central Minnesota who's drunker than shit on a Sunday watching the Vikings game, bitching about it and people go fucking bananas for it. I've said this before. When Chewbacca mom came out, we had a, a video we worked a week on and hours a day, five, six hours a day, a week on it. We put that motherfucker out and like three hours later, Chewbacca mom went goddamn bananas. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. All that lady did was put a mask on and laugh in a car. Millions of views. Something you work, you know, 40 hours on in a five day period. Nothing, dude. You're done. Done. You know, fucking nobody gives a shit. Why work that hard, everybody? Just bitch at a Vikings game, have a clamata in front of you, and then fucking people go bananas for it. But Fox 9, here's what drove me nuts. Fox 9, they put the headline up, and then they put like a truncated video of that video with their news report on it. They never link to the actual video. For I'm like, Jesus Christ, put it in the... I, I guess their thing is, hey, uh, we probably don't want you to leave, but a lot of it is... We don't want to be associated in case... At that last part, that last line where she was like, I think the refs are blind. If somebody were to come back and go, dude, uh, we need to cancel this lady because she was making fun of blind people, putting them down. You can't, in this day and age, make fun of blind folks, okay? If that's the case, Fox 9 does not want to be associated with it. Heaven forbid if you were to fucking, you know... Stand up for the dude from The Bachelor who basically said exactly, you know, the the right call 
And you're like, no, I, I understand that guy. I get what he was saying. But anyways, moving on. Fuck, dude, you're a pariah if you are standing up for that guy. And I'm sure Fox 9 is like, we don't want anybody, you know, associating us with her. So thus we won't share it. But you'll feel free to go ahead and put it in your news. Plus, is it, that's really hard-hitting news. It's a video that got 250,000 views. Are you kidding me? Bum Fights gets like a million and a half views the first hour it's up. So what the fuck, Fox 9? God, that drives me batty when they do that shit. They make it seem like, oh, no, hey, we got the inside scoop. We got the exclusive. And then you bop around their website for 20 minutes going, what the fuck, you idiots? Share the thing. You know, I don't know. Is there a way that maybe the link can pop up after like 40 seconds? If you don't want me to leave your website, if you want me to watch your video, maybe, hey, watch this video and then we'll give you the link to the actual thing you're looking for. God, that drives me fucking nuts. Because it's just like, it's basically them, like, you know, getting you with clickbait and then you click through because you take the bait and then they don't give you the prize. I mean, imagine if you did that to your dog. People would think that you're a shithead. Just hold a treat in front of their face and then make them sit, make them, you know, shake, roll over, play dead. And then you just put the treat back in your pocket and walk away. Fuck, man, you'd be a dick. Knock it off. Come on, Fox 9. You got one of them little peanut butter bacon bits in front of me? That's what I'm looking for. Assholes. Anyways, uh, this is the reason why I became, speaking of, oh, he must have heard me say treat because now I heard him get up. You can hear my dog walking around in the background. Uh, they're one of the reasons why I became a Green Bay Packers fan and a Wisconsin sports fan just in general is uh, because when I was a child, I was at my grandfather's, I, I say that loosely, my step-grandfather's house in Duluth, and he was watching a Vikings game with my stepdad. And the Vikings in the fourth quarter had blown a lead, and then my step-grandfather proceeded to take a fucking butcher's knife and chop up all of his kitchen cupboards and his countertops. And when we were driving home that night, my mom had asked, hey, how much money did your dad lose on the Vikings game? And my stepdad said, oh, he doesn't gamble. I was like, that's that's how, that's how mean you are. That's how angry you get. Okay, yeah. Amanda says, now you have to give him a treat. I will. I don't want to interrupt this, but oh yeah. I don't know. He's a good puppy. He's a good puppy. He wouldn't chop up his kitchen cupboards with a butcher's knife. But uh, but I was like, all right, that's strike number one. Strike number two was when I was having to watch. The, I had to go hang with you. Here's the thing kids don't understand nowadays, man. It's like when we were kids, there was no iPads. There was no iPhones. There was nothing to like occupy you. It was either you sat and watched what the adults were watching or your ass went outside. That's it, man. That's all you got. So when... If you wanted to watch football, you had to watch it with the adults. And these dipshits that I had to sit and watch this game with, I was watching a Vikings game, and the Vikings have to punt. They punt, the punt gets blocked, and my step-grandfather is losing his goddamn mind. And he's just screaming at the television, and he goes, uh, he goes, look how long it takes for these losers to get this punt off. Look how long it takes. Look, watch this, watch this. And they show the replay, and he's going, one, two, Three, four seconds, four seconds it takes for these idiots to get this punt off. Oh my God, what a bunch of fat sack of losers. God, you suck. I hope you all drive off a cliff, you jerks. The whole room is agreeing with him. Oh my God, four seconds to get a punt off. I'm the only one in the middle of the living room sitting, you know, sitting cross-legged going, did nobody realize that that replay was in slow motion? 
I can't be the only one, right? Like, no, I'm in a room full of adults. There's, there's gotta be, dude, there's gotta be like 15 of us and there's no, I'm, I can't be the only one, right? Oh, I was, I was the only one who realized that fucking <laughs> replay was in slow-mo. And that's when I thought, all right, I gotta, I gotta find a new team. I gotta find somebody different. So, uh, luckily then years later, uh, I would move to Wisconsin and start hanging out with some Packers fans and realize that nobody parties like a Packers fan. And, uh, because my proclivity is my attraction, my magnetism is towards a good time. Guess who's donning some green and gold these days, baby. Uh, it was brutal to watch last Sunday though. This past Sunday, not last, the past Sunday. Cause Jesus, what a dismal day, man. Between the Vikings, as you heard from, you know, Margaret here from St. Cloud bitching her ass off. And then, ugh, that was a brutal day. And then the Browns on top of it. Oh, the Browns. Don't be sleeping on the Browns this year, you guys. Yep. Uh, let's see. Char, we aren't all that cray-cray. No, I get it. I, I, It is funny, though, that the most videos that come out are people who just, from the, like, you know, when you see fans that are losing their minds. Don't you remember when Blair Walsh missed that kick? And everybody, were, they were posting all of their, you know, uh, they were posting all the shit about like their their dads watching it. And people just like, you know, Christ, there was one guy who ripped his TV off the wall. He was so angry about it. You don't see that with many other fans, you know? Although, if you think about it, I would much rather have Vikings fans in their own home, in their own privacy, rip their TV off the wall than be like these goddamn Rams fans and uh, go to a game and then just start throwing haymakers at people. Have you seen the amount of fights that are going on at football games these days? Jesus. I mean, it is becoming lawless. These guys just beat the shit out of one another. It's it's getting to, like, listen, I get we've all been cooped up for a long time, but I don't know, man. Like, the other day when that dude gave me the finger, and then I casually rolled the window down and just went, hey, buddy, go fuck yourself. That was a nice way to handle it. I didn't need to like throw down with the guy. I think that guy would have came at me had there not been somebody behind him, like trying to get him to move. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Oh boy. I hope that story becomes a bit, Uh, you know, I haven't said it on stage, but uh, yeah, I bet we could probably write something around it because you're right, man. It uh, uh, let's see, Danielle, that kick by Walsh still hurts. That was a brutal day. That was a, Oh boy. TCF bank stadium. I remember being there. I remember watching it. Yeah, that was tough. Oh, that was a tough, tough day for him. I get it. And here's the thing. Like, it is fun to watch other teams, you know, like when the Patriots last season just got completely destroyed and didn't make the playoffs. Like, you felt good about it. I do feel bad when something bad happens to the Vikings because I still have friends that are fans. And, you know, if there's nothing, I mean, if, if the Packers aren't on, I'm definitely watching the Vikes. I just don't cheer for them, you know, anymore. I'm just, I, I, that ship has sailed. No pun intended that I just, I, I just can't, I just couldn't do it. I've had too many bad memories. It was like, it's time to start making new memories with a different team, regardless of their outcomes. At least I know it's going to be a good time because that team, their fans travel, boy, they show up in droves. And for the most part, everybody's cool. You know, I went to a uh, Packers Raiders game at Lambeau and my buddy Weasel is a huge Raiders fan. And uh, Weasel showed up in all Raiders gear and people were just like, hey, man, thanks for coming. Just, I mean, pick up the shit that you leave around you. I mean, don't trash our stadium, but thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Oh, you're from Wisconsin? Yeah. 
Well, I'm glad you're on board. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on Stitcher. And every day, 9.45 a.m., it goes live on Instagram. Thank you guys very much. Once again, do appreciate it. Thank you for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.